Welcome back to the Excel Center in downtown Hartford, Connecticut, where the score at the end of two periods is UConn 1, Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Grad School. Man and Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, cr- criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today. That's merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. The Warriors trailing the Huskies one nothing at the end of two periods of play. And uh, John and I are going to chat here about Hockey East and related matters here during the uh, second intermission. Before we do that, John, uh, your book, saw it in a bookstore the other day, uh, very exciting, uh, uh, your third book actually published, I believe, uh, tell the folks about it. Yeah, Mike, it's a, it's a book that uh, actually is very Hockey East based, it was a book called Breakaway Wisdom, which uh, was conducted uh, about four years ago, I had a chance to speak with all the coaches of Hockey East, and it was a uh, book that uh, was inspired by uh, Wanting to talk about success concepts, I had each coach talk about uh, a particular success topic and what it meant to him both personally and professionally, and uh, also added my own thoughts on each particular chapter, and uh, happened to see it uh, right before Christmas at, uh, Bar- at my local Barnes & Noble, so uh, it is available out there for purchase through barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com as well. All right, folks, make sure you check that out. Breakaway Wisdom here again. It's one nothing. The Warriors trailing the Huskies. But as we take a look around the league, John, you know, we chatted before the game with both uh, Merrimack coach Mark Dennehy and UConn coach uh, Mike Cavanaugh about how just how tight things are in Hockey East. You know, I mean, Boston College really went on that run there, which has staked them to first place with U- uh, Northeastern rather just behind them. The uh, Huskies having uh, a game in hand. While trailing by three points, and I believe they're going to play. They're going to play one more time in league action. I don't recall, but at any rate, it's pretty close there, uh, right there. Those first two, but you know, then you drop down. You got teams that are at 500 or under 500. Providence and BU. There's an awful lot to to figure out as far as what could happen. And we're going to see Providence tomorrow. Thought there wasn't a lot to choose between them and Merrimack earlier in the season. And you know, really, John, for this Merrimack team and, and their position in the standings, that's probably also true. I'd say for Vermont, it really comes down to goal score. I think you know not scoring enough goals in enough games, and both those teams are ones that uh, that's been a case. That and t- tonight is no different. The Warriors now through 40 minutes of play haven't been able to get on the board. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an issue for a lot of teams, Mike, around the league. But if you take a look at Merrimack, where they are in the standings, boy, you talk about opportunities to pick up points in the second half. They've got Vermont twice. They're two points ahead of them. Still another game left uh, with UMass out there in Amherst. You still have one with UNH. That's a team that's right in front of you. Maine, you've got two games up there. And, of course, you know, these two games with UConn. So we talk about parity. We talk about how close these teams are and just how important it is to get a win uh, on a nightly basis, and uh, it, it's really going to be quite a race in this second half. Yeah, BU a big surprise to me that they're under 500 both in the league and overall. Uh, just uh, seems like a team with too much talent. At the same time, I know they've lost some guys. You know, look how great Kiefer Bellows is doing in the World Junior Tournament. How well he's been doing in Major Junior, and uh, if they've been able to keep him. But uh, you know, BU is a team that Merrimack's going to play a couple of times coming up. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how those two teams match up. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about uh, Greenway going over to the Olympics too. So that that's another big. Uh, big 
big uh, adjustment that BU is going to have to make. But uh, I think BU's best hockey is ahead of the mic, only at 500 in the league. But, uh, you know, David Quinn will get that team going. Of course, you have the bean pot to look forward to next month. That's always great. And I wanted to get your thoughts on the bean pot. It should be one heck of a bean pot this year with uh, Northeastern, BC, BU all having uh, pretty solid seasons. And, of course, uh, you see what Harvard has done as well. Yeah, last year kind of shaped up as maybe the best year for the bean pot in quite some time. And you know, Northeastern, I know, has been looking to win it, trying to win it. They haven't won it since 1988. And uh, I don't know if they will be the favorite this year because Boston College is still, you know, right there as well. Although a lot of folks do think Northeastern is the best team in the league. I think they might be. I think they just got a little bit more. That, but it's going to be real interesting also to see. They haven't announced the Canadian Olympic team. And uh, so for Northeastern, uh, potentially they're going to lose, uh, you know, uh, uh, Secura in particular to the Olympic team. Uh, is that going to happen? Uh, that, I would think, would, would hurt them. Uh, you know, Goddard is still a pretty good player. Nolan Stevens obviously is very good and looks like they've been putting Brandon Hawkins up there on that line too while Sakura was with the Canadian team uh, during the holiday break. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's really, you know, you need all hands on deck. And so if, if Northeastern were to lose a Dylan Sakura to the Olympics, well, you know what? I mean, that's a, first of all, it's a great thing for your program to have that happen, but it probably brings them a bit back to the pack there. And, and then I don't know if they're the best team in the league anymore. It certainly would be pretty tight. Well, the one thing you also have to keep in mind is the work of Caden Primo in goal. You know, uh, he's been able to steal games for Northeastern. We, we had a chance to see him and how good he can potentially be. So, uh, yeah, the loss of Sakura certainly will hurt, but I think guys like Godet can pick up the slack. And at any rate, Mike, it's going to be one heck of a bean pot. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, Boston College was picked to be in the middle of the pack prior to the season. And I think they took that personally. You look and uh, you see that they're 10-3 and in league play. And uh, I think BC loves to prove people wrong. I think what happened was their early schedule prepared them to uh, be able to win close games later on. And they got off to a really rough start, but they had a couple of losses at St. Cloud, number one in the country, a loss at home to Denver, a loss at home to Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin hasn't turned out to do quite as well as people thought or as we thought that they might back then, but still, uh, you know, Denver, a pretty good team. Merrimack able to go out and beat Denver, so that's a feather in their camp, but Denver came east and beat both BC and BU on that road trip, so that, tells, that says an awful lot. Uh, I just think that for Boston College, it's, it's a team that, you know, they don't have the superstars, really, that they used to have. If they're going to have to win it, it's going to be by committee. It's going to be a group effort, and uh, I think that perhaps earlier in the season, the way it was going uh, helped them to, to learn and realize what it was they were going to need to do, and they were able to do that, and 10-3 and three in the league is, is pretty good in the league where we, you know, we look, may look up and down the, the, the standings and say, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty close. Uh, you know, for example, Merrimack might be 2-6-2 and uh, currently in a tie for uh, ninth place with UMass, but I mean, we've seen them obviously play close games with BC, close games with Northeastern and Providence. They haven't played BU yet or Lowell, but uh, you know that's been the case. There hasn't been an awful lot to choose. You know, and you wonder, you know, will UMass Lowell turn it around in the second half? You know, six and six in league play. Uh, this is a position that UMass Lowell uh, is not used to being in. You know, but. Uh, 10 and 9, uh, they struggled. They lost to St. Lawrence there up in Vermont at the uh, Catamount uh, Cup. Uh, tournament, so uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, how the Riverhawks do. And of course, we'll see them on the final weekend of the season. Yeah, potentially uh, at, at their best because uh, they, I think they tend to get better as they go along, and we'll see if, if, whether or not that is the case at that point. All right, we'll take a break here now. The score is UConn 1, Merrimack nothing. John, great to talk to you as always, and we'll talk again in a minute. All right, very good, Mike. Thanks so much.
All right, the score is UConn 1, Merrimack nothing. This second intermission again brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. Back with more after this. This is Warrior Hockey.